The Church of Jesus Christ is the infrastructure. It's God's infrastructure. There's no other infrastructure like the church. It is the infrastructure for the healing of the nations. It is the infrastructure for hope. And as the church rises up in this moment, I think we're going to see something really powerful happen that what seems and is so destructive, God's going to use this for something very powerful. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Scott Young, co-host along with Dave Donaldson. And we are bringing you a special episode. We're going to go to the Ukraine. We're going to go together. We're going to go right to where the region is in desperate, desperate need. We have team members that are going to be on a journey, and we will follow them during this podcast. CityServe is reaching out with every resource the Lord puts in our hands. And we want you to just experience the journey with us. We're going to hear clips as the team makes their way to Poland, to the border with the Ukraine. You'll hear the voices of Dave Donaldson and Wendell Venson, our co-founder. You'll hear from Carl Hargestam, our director of CityServe International, Todd Lampierre, our director of government relationships for CityServe. All these wonderful workers dedicated to compassion, dedicated to seeing compassion come through local churches. We're working with Palais, uh, Hornmack, who is right there in Europe. We're going to hear his voice on this journey as he helps with CityServe Europe, bringing resources together with churches to make a difference in this world. You're going to be able to hear the full interviews if you click on the links in the show notes. We want you to be well informed, both for your time of prayer and the call to action. The church needs to arise in this moment and the church needs to be salt and light. That's what the Influencers Podcast is all about. Listen as we follow our team on their journey. Well, Jesus said, I will build my church in the gates of hell, and people like Putin who get their orders from hell will not prevail. And so we're going there to support the local churches, uh, those that we have talked to that are worshiping the Lord, praying behind enemy lines, uh, those that are in the trenches, the front lines in Poland, Romania, and we're providing uh, food, emergency supplies. We're helping them uh, with housing for the refugees that are coming over the border, uh, but also making sure people have uh, prayer and emotional support, because we believe that the church is God's infrastructure for hope, help, and security. And uh, so we're mobilizing the American church and its resources to help our brothers and sisters that are serving on the front lines there. So uh, Carl uh, Hargestram is our international director. Uh, he is from Sweden. Uh, he grew up in Europe, worked for the Pentecostal World Fellowship, European Fellowship, uh, speaks several languages, and he is coordinating our efforts with our pastor friends there. Uh, he is leaving shortly uh, for Poland. Uh, Todd Lamphere, Chief of Staff for uh, Paula White, uh, but also spearheads our government relations for CityServe. And Todd is leading a massive effort to pack one million meals and to transport them uh, to the front lines uh, where we'll, we will hopefully distribute them this week. CityServe is a church-based organization. We are about equipping, resourcing, mobilizing the local church to bring healing to the brokenness in its community. And we do that three ways. One, through a 
robust gifts and kind pipeline. Uh, we're one of the largest recipients of new product from Amazon, Costco, Home Depot. Last year, we distributed $520 million through the local church. We could eclipse a billion dollars this year. Uh, we have churches all across the country that are part of the CityServe network. And Todd, Carl, uh, and with the help of Paula White and Ivanka, uh, we mobilized 17 million food boxes during the pandemic uh, in partnership with the White House Office for Economic Recovery and USDA. And so that was 2,300 churches that passed out uh, 17 million boxes, but we were also able to pray for over 20 million people. I just would uh, say that, that, you know, while this is a tragedy of, of, you know, epic proportion, the Church of Jesus Christ, Steve, is rising up in Europe. This is going to be, I believe, a catalyst for the church to rise up in a more powerful way, working together in Europe uh, to respond to this need that is before them. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is the infrastructure. It's God's infrastructure. There's no other infrastructure like the church. It is the infrastructure for the healing of the nations. It is the infrastructure for hope. And as the church rises up in this moment, I think we're going to see something really powerful happen that what seems and is so destructive, God's going to use this for something very powerful. People are awakening in Europe, uh, obviously. They're praying, they're seeking God, they're working together. And we have an opportunity as the church here in America to come alongside of them. When all the NGOs leave, when all the organizations leave that do good work, the church will still be there. And this is what uh, the opportunity is to strengthen the church that's going to be there. They're going to be doing this and reaching people long after everyone else is gone. Wow, those stories are informational and inspirational. There are so many good things happening. This is just the Spirit of God. God is able to come into bad places and turn things together for good. And that's what really the calling of God is on us. Wasn't it interesting, Wendell, talking about the church that is going to rise up and how the church is rising up. As we listen to him talk, we're going to find out that this can be the greatest moment for the church. God can call European churches together like never before. We're going to listen to a series of clips now, and we're going to focus in on what the church can do. We're going to hear a story of how in a few days, 1,800 volunteers came together and resourced a million meals that made it to this important region in really just a matter of days. God's people can make a difference in these hours, and you're called to be part of what God is doing. Make sure that you keep connected to the CityServe family. We're so glad for CityServe's sponsorship of this Influencers podcast, and we all want to be part of the solution. We pray for the Ukraine, but one of our most important prayers is, God, what can I do to make a difference? Listen to this next series of clips. We're here in Warsaw, Poland, and a population of around 2 million uh, but uh, right now they have uh, lay about 1.2 million uh, refugees that have poured over the border into, into Poland, most of which into Warsaw, where we are now sitting. And uh, obviously 
uh, pastors, ministries are overwhelmed. Uh, but in the midst of that, it's uh, probably one of the greatest opportunities in our lifetime to share the love of Jesus, uh, both in word and deed. And if we look a little tired, it's because uh, we've been on the border until after, well, nearly midnight last night, uh, watching these families, thousands of families crossing over from Ukraine uh, into Poland, uh, weary, broken, tired, children traumatized, absolute heartbreaker. And uh, I know we're going to share some stories about that and how City Service partnering uh, with these churches in Poland, Ukraine, uh, other parts of Europe to really help these families. But uh, it became crystal clear to me last night that it's the church. The church of Jesus is the hope. Uh, these, these families, they need more than just uh, food and clothing. Uh, they need a church family. And uh, most of all, they need Jesus, but they need a church family that they can trust. I mean, young women, I have three daughters uh, pouring over that border. You know, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go to trust except for the church? And so uh, here we are, and uh, we are on the brink of a major uh, humanitarian response through the local church. Absolutely. I think, you know, one, one, of, the, one of the, I think, uh, uh, statements, uh, you know, you asked, how did we get into Poland and how did Todd get involved? The same as the farmer the family when the pandemic hit. That was a disaster. The whole world shut down. And the local church, we said at the time, the last mile. There's nothing like the local neighborhood church, knowing its neighborhood, able to deliver and serve its community. Well, this is also true here. In fact, what we say most of the time, we help churches live out the daily disaster in people's lives. But right now, this invasion by Russia, this is a disaster impacting Europe in ways they haven't seen since 40 years ago, December 91. 40 years and a couple of months ago, the, the, the world said peace, peace, and nothing would be happening again. So somehow Europe is put on notice. Now, the last mile church, also here in Poland, in Romania, in Ukraine, we have witnessed the last couple of days the same thing as we did during Farmer and the Family. The local church is setting up a supply chain from warehouses uh, to church networks distributing. And they would tell us we would do this with no resources. They're opening their homes. They're cooking their food, sharing their clothing, taking them into their homes. This is the local church at its best. The pastors are working day and night in Poland, in all of these countries, in Ukraine. Pastors are staying behind, risking their life to serve the people. That supply chain is what's distributing these food boxes. So as we're shipping this million meals, they're saying we need it now. <laughs> People are hurting in Ukraine, but this is the last mile delivery that no one in the world can compete with. God's people, the local church in every neighborhood. We pulled the trigger on Tuesday. I mean, this is a miracle to get all the ingredients in from Iowa to Apopka from Tuesday to Friday, then to pack on Saturday uh, was, uh, was just a God. Uh, it was a God-sized task. And only if God didn't show up, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to get done. And, uh, and then getting the transportation was another God. I think that's a transporting those meals is a, a minimum of a million dollar uh, ride uh, here uh, into to Warsaw and UPS uh, came up 
in a big way and uh, became a sponsor of us. And of course, we had an angel donor that uh, donated uh, $300,000 for the meals. And uh, God's just sort of been uh, through all of this. So uh, as we speak, it's uh, getting ready to be flown from uh, Atlanta, Georgia to Frankfurt, Germany, and then going to be bused from Frankfurt, Germany to Warsaw. And from here, we have a warehouse here. Uh, it will be uh, depalletized, if you will, 100 pallets, uh, 4,800 boxes, 216 meals per box uh, will be uh, sent into Ukraine. And then you, the Ukrainian churches uh, will come and uh, uh, pick up from that undisclosed uh, location and, uh, and then get it to the people in need. The 1.2 million refugees are pouring into Poland. This food is going into Ukraine, where we heard today, Pele, from one of your pastor friends, people are starving there. This is severe. We are making sure that this product goes even beyond enemy lines, where we have pastors, churches and that are ready uh, to make sure that this is going in uh, to the homes of their families that right now are being cut off by resources. I talked to a woman last night that her neighborhood was bombed. Lights were out, no electricity. She made a decision to carry her child through the darkness of night for three days to the border. That's what's happening, friends. And, and so that's why we're rushing this food from America, our great country, uh, to here in Poland, and as Todd mentioned, we're getting that into the most severe areas of Ukraine. And so that's phase one, but there's, you know, right now, Pele getting flooded with need right here. So this is just a start. And I believe, you know, that this is what we have been seeing, you know, that the church is not just the church with spiritual activities, you know, when logistics is needed. There are tremendous, you know, possibilities. So there are warehouses now inside on the Ukrainian side, so we can go with bigger trucks from Warsaw into Ukraine to this uh, warehouse, which is like uh, 50 kilometers from the border. From that, there will be smaller vans that church takes, and people are risking their life. Today, this morning, we talked with one pastor when, close to Sharkiv, where he showed a picture of one of the vans in the church where the driver had been killed, it was full with bullet holes. Mm -hmm. So there are right. people, you know, risking their life every day, now in this very moment, risking their life to transport this food. So it's like a change of people all over the world doing their part. So, I mean, this is, this is great to see this, to see the kingdom of God, which is yeah. not only connecting people, but yeah. also there are really power and strength. People working here 24 seven, they're volunteers. They don't eat, they don't sleep nearly, you know, they take off from their job. They do whatever they can, you know. So for me, you know, in this time, the church are shining brighter than ever. That's my, that's my understanding of this whole situation. And so to help, you know, we need people obviously to pray. I mean, uh, one of the leaders uh, over all of Poland told us today, he goes, this, we need intercession, prayer, fasting like never before. There's just so much at stake. And 
but the other is giving. Uh, we can leverage every dollar like we've done with these meals. Uh, we're not just providing food, but you know, we were at a train station last night. People are sleeping on the, the floor, uh, providing cots, blankets, pillows. And so every dollar uh, that CityServe International receives, uh, we are leveraging, significantly leveraging it to meet these needs all through the local church so that there's adequate follow-up with these families. I'm so glad that I am a part of a church that loves God, but doesn't just love God, loves people, and is part of making this life that people live just a better life. This is a time for the church to come together. Pelé Hormack is a wonderful leader over in Europe working with churches, and he is seeing miracles take place as communities begin to recognize what the churches are doing, and see the value. We really should be indispensable in our communities. We really should be indispensable in the world. When there is a crisis, it's time for the church to come together. We're going to hear a story in these next clips from Play about a casino who took a whole floor. They came to the church and said, we want to take our casino and turn it over to the church so that the church can make a difference. Dave Donaldson is going to talk to us about how the Spirit of the Lord brings liberty. And we're going to join together. We are just better when we work together. Let's make a difference. Listen to these incredible words from the Ukraine region. I will give Pele uh, as most of the time here, but let me just, again, put out this idea that we saw even during, for us, farmer to family during the pandemic, the local church knowing its neighborhoods. What they have done here immediately is taking their churches that normally was used on Sundays, turn them into reprocessing centers for refugees. Um, processing, in fact, they're gathering goods, processing them overnight, and then they're sending them into homes of believers, apartments, and or if they have a relative somewhere else in Europe. So they're spreading them across Europe, putting them on trains with train tickets, so they become almost the churches like reprocessing centers where they get to take a shower, cook uh, a meal, a couple of nights of rest, and then send them on to a permanent house, most of them in believers. It's almost like you're sitting there, you, we were in one town, small church, the, the pulpit has turned into a reprocessing sorting center of goods donated, and then you have mattresses on the floor, children are sleeping there, that's the auditorium. Then they're being washed and trained, and they, they're being put into a home, and believers, almost like you sense kind of this Second World War, or people were fleeing for their life, they're getting into homes of Christian believers that is just saying, come and stay with us. Unbelievably uh, uh, powerful when you're sitting there. It's emotional, I think, when you see the response they really share all they have and saying, how can we serve this people? I think we could say that all churches are involved. There are mainly like maybe four or five countries that are involved in this when it comes to our churches. We have like 60 denominations all over Europe, but the strongest impact today is from Romania, where they are working, you know. Uh, the good thing with Romania is that there is still quite easy from Romania to come into Ukraine with food. So we are buying food, we are packing trucks, and we are driving through the border. There are receiving centers at the borders. There are even tents which is raised and, and, and raised up in inside Ukraine where they are receiving because what happens when people are fleeing is that 
there are, they are saying like 700 cars were standing waiting at the border. It takes time for people to come. And yesterday we could see there are streams of, of thousands of people standing waiting. So doing something on the line. So there is something which is like an emergency situation. When we are at the border, we can see that there are many organizations who are clever in this. Because I can see at the same time as there are so much of this horror and so much evil thing, at the same time you can see so many good things of humanity. For example, yesterday there was one guy sitting playing piano that he brought from Italy. He brought his piano from Italy to the border between Ukraine and Poland, sitting and playing, you know, to try to do what he could do that people would feel a bit better. So I believe people are doing great. The big difference that I see with the church is that they are not only providing food, they are not only providing shelter, but they are also providing community. They will come into homes. They will not go to some center. We were yesterday to a shopping center, which they have changed to be full of beds everywhere. But of course, there is no fellowship. There is no community there. They are there, you know, by themselves with all the stories. What the church provides is homes, is warmness, is a place at the kitchen table. And I'm so impressed. And all churches I have met, you know, they didn't start this because they got some money from abroad. They started to take out the chairs from the sanctuary, trying to put some blankets. They do, did what they could with their own means. The day before, yesterday, we were in, in, a, in a city called Lublin, which is close to the border. When we were standing there, a boy came, you know, he was made 12 years old. You know, he came with his toys under his arms because he wanted to carry them, to give it, you know, to the people, to the children who were living there at the center, who were living in that church. So I feel, you know, that they are not doing this because there is money. They are not doing this because someone else is doing something. That's why I believe, you know, it's so good for us and for City Serve to be involved in this because they are not running into something where people will not do anything unless they get something. But when we give them something, we will help them, you know, to empower the church, to make them strong and to mean something. For example, Lublin, small church, maybe like 100, 150 members renting a, a facility, a small place. Yesterday, we could see that the casino in the city moved out from a whole floor in, a, in an office building. And they said to this small church, if you want to take the whole casino, and now it became like a shelter for people. I'll still deliver it. 50 people and we talk with people. Means that the small Pentecostal church gets some kind of identity in the society, what they are doing. And when we were standing there, a truck came, you know, full loaded of bottled waters given to the church, a church, small church that maybe didn't, people were aware that it existed. Suddenly it makes sense. It's a power the church. So there is something that happened when we're doing what Jesus called us to do, it means that we get meaning in our society. So I love this, you know, and I like, you know, that is why I have been involved in that because I'm quite busy doing my work in different ways, but uh, connecting with CityServe, when I have this idea that we will empower the local church, we work through the local church, means that after three, four months, all those organizations, Save the Children, Red Cross, all of them, they will be gone to the next emergency situation, but the church will stay there. So we are so thankful. Romania, Moldavia, Hungary, 
Poland, Lithuania, all those places, they are just ready to serve their people. It's amazing. Today, when we went to one warehouse to see, you know, what they're doing, it's people that we have never met before. You know, they're just strangers to us. But when we are coming there, you know, it's like we are family. Yeah. We're going there hugging each other, pushing each other, <laughs> making juice, having fun. Day one, minute one. This is the kingdom of God for me. You know, there is no preparation. We are yeah. just on the spot in one time, working together, yeah. standing together. This is great. You know, we, we always quote, you know, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Like that's future tense. Mm. What is future tense? But he has already been building his church. Right. And we're seeing the gates of hell cannot prevail. No. One interesting yeah. thing maybe is the relation between Ukraine and Russia. We were mentioning that before, you know. The, the situation is like that, that many of the churches in Russia are led by Ukrainian pastors. Mm -hmm. The Ukrainian movement, the Pentecostal movement, first of all, have been very strong, very pioneering, planting churches everywhere, especially in Russia. So today, there are, you know, there are, I could say there are tensions, but it's not tensions. I believe, my understanding is that the Ukrainian churches, they are praying for the Russian people, which they are feeling is under oppression. My understanding is that Russian churches are praying for the Ukrainian people. My understanding is that even if nationalism is reflected, my feeling is that still the kingdom of God is stronger than national state. That's my understanding, that it still works, you know, that people are understanding and there are aggressions and there are many things, but still there is a kind of, yes. of, of kingdom mind yes. where people understand that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. This is something else, you know, this is demonic powers pushing these evil things. I would say this, everyone do something, whatever they can. Uh, prayer it should never be uh, underestimated, the power of prayer, but prayer that is positive and powerful will always lead to action. And so uh, cityserve.us, I would go there. Uh, quite frankly, that is a trusted source. It's one that we, uh, we have committed ourselves to connect with and to partner with. But everyone giving something, a prayer that is meaningful will always move to action. And for pastors, what I would say is uh, there are, there are uh, resources out there for you to connect with, with the people of Ukraine. Open up your eyes, do a little bit of study, uh, open up the, open up your, your heart, and you'll be able to find needs that you can meet. They're all around you. Ukrainian people are all around you uh, and, in, and in your neighborhoods, your communities. And so, and if after doing that, you can't find anyone, go to cityserve.us and, and they, will, uh, they will direct you to the next steps, but trusted source. I want to thank you for listening to these incredible stories and the journey that our team has been on and listening to this special report of the Influencers Podcast. I'm Scott Young, and I just want you to do everything you can to make a difference. The Bible says that God so loved the world, He loves all the world, that He is not willing that any should perish. Every soul matters to God, and so every soul should matter to us. We want to do everything we can to help people spiritually, physically, emotionally, in any way we can to help feed them, 
and tell them about the love of God. I want us all to become influencers in our neighborhoods, and this is the time for us to reach the nations. I'm Scott Young. This is the Influencers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.